And it looks like we're live. So, appreciate you guys coming and, and giving this podcast a listen. I was just thinking the other day, in one of my recent videos, I was talking about um, how I start out every single video by saying, got some new fan art for you, or most of them, right? It's like a catchphrase at this point. And I realized that I, I didn't even like think about it. Like That just comes out naturally to me. It's just, I just write it into the script, got some new fan art for you, you know? I just thought it was kind of funny that uh, it, it, this is another one of those things where I say, and we're live. It's just like a natural thing. That's just what I say. It's like my entrance. thought it was kind of funny. Uh, it's not intentional in any way. But I got to thinking about it, and it's like, I watch a little bit of Philip DeFranco. Uh, not a whole lot, but I noticed that he says the same things every single episode now he has an episode every day it's once a day in fact could be wrong i think he has more than one episode a day every now and then just kind of depends but yeah he says the same thing every single episode something like sup you beautiful bastards hope you're hoping you're having a fantastic day Let's just jump into it or something like that. Every single day. And he says the same thing at the end of the show, too. I don't even remember what it is now, but I just think that's kind of interesting. Um, but anyway, yeah. So there were some things that I wanted to talk about. <clears throat> First, um, right before the podcast actually started, we were in here talking about how one of the staff members on the Discord is gonna be gone one day pretty soon and she's a really big fan of bird memes and i was saying you know i don't know where i'm gonna find my bird memes now like that is my source of bird memes is her and it's gonna be a problem you know i mean on tuesday i'm going to be sans bird memes so anyway um the, you know that got me to thinking about angry birds and how it was kind of the first game that I really played um, after getting clean. Now, I, I think I mentioned before on my, uh, on my main channel that I was a drug addict for a while. I was hooked on drugs. Right after getting um, out of Jehovah's Witnesses, I think I was 18 years old, I got disfellowshipped and I was, you know, a complete mess. My life was a train wreck. And I finally managed to crawl my way out of this huge mess that was my life, right? And even so, yeah, I, I was on drugs for probably a couple of years. And finally, when I crawled out, the very first nice thing that I got was an iPhone. I had never had something nice, really, up to that point. Not that I got you know, with my own money that I got to keep. Not something that I got to keep. It was always, you know, sold for drugs or something. And so there's some level of nostalgia that goes with, um, that goes with iPhones for me, just because of that, you know, because it, it's kind of a representation of coming out of a really terrible po point in my life. Um, but yeah, back to what I was saying, Angry Birds was one of the first games that, that I played when I came out of that 
whole mess. So that that's uh, that's why it seems important to me is for that reason. But anyway, so a minute ago I was talking about how um, Nyla Attack, my staff member, is leaving for like a day and then coming back. Well, I actually, for those of you who aren't really on my Discord, don't really know what's going on or whatever, I actually sta- I transferred server ownership. I gave up server ownership. I uh, transferred it to... A good friend of mine, Swifty. I trust that he will do what he feels is best with the server, and I trust his judgment with it completely. But that means I'm not a staff member anymore. Um, I I have no part in decisions that are made or any of that stuff. And basically the reason behind that is because there are people who have been doxing me and contacting my family members and things like that to try to get dirt on me. And I believe that that's at least due in part because um, because they were unhappy with decisions that I made on the Discord, like to ban this person or not to appeal the ban of that person or whatever other thing. I don't know. I'm sure that they have a lot more elaborate reasons for hating me. But anyways, whatever. Um, The point is that I've been doxxed multiple times now. And, you know, and and that they're continuing to just do everything they can to ruin me, contacting my family and things like that. So I've completely stepped away from any kind of authority or decision-making on the server at all. Um, now I'm just there to hang out and talk to friends, and and that's about it. I, I've entrusted it to um, a number of people. I've entrusted it to Glenn and Swifty, most of all, because he is actually, he owns the server now. If he wanted to turn it into a an anime server, then he could. I mean, he has that type of power. That's It, it, it is his server. Possession is 100% of the law with Discord. So, anyways, yeah, he owns the server now. So, it's in Swifty's hands. It's in Glenn's hands. Um, it's in Nylatak's, Rat Elementals, Stormwolf's, and the Unfinished Masterpiece's hands. And I just come around and talk to fans. That is my role now. So, um, whatever I did to piss people off before you know, that's been removed. I don't know about the old enemies, but I won't be making any new enemies with any decisions that I make. So, anyway. Um, and, and as a side note, I really do appreciate all the work that everybody puts in. I mean, I have uh, taken the opportunity to invite the mods and some people to my Patre- my Patreon server because they are donating their time to me. And that is ju- that is worth more than money sometimes. The fact that they are putting so much time and work and energy into something that that belongs to me. They don't have to do this. This is because they want to. And it really, really means a lot to me that they do that. I cannot possibly express how much I appreciate what they do. Um, 
So anyway, uh, I have not invited everybody that I intend to invite. There are still more people on the list that I'm going to invite to the Patreon server. Just haven't done it yet. So <laughs> if you haven't been invited yet, don't feel too bad. But anyway, um, something I wanted to mention about free speech, too, before I get into the, the, the book of Bible stories and things. So generally, I am pro-free speech, as most of us are, right? When I was getting into YouTube, and I've mentioned this before, uh, there was a vacuum in YouTube. Basically, every YouTuber that I watched, every atheist YouTuber I watched, was uh, kind of going toward SJW stuff, right? And that wasn't really why I was watching them. I wasn't interested in SJW stuff. I was interested in... Atheism, because I was trying to find my way out of religion at that point. I didn't need to hear about cucks, you know, who are screaming about this or that. I'm like, I don't even care. I wanted to hear about atheism. And so there was a vacuum there. So when I started YouTube, I determined that I was going to stay neutral in the whole SJW thing. Uh, Well, not when I started. It was a little bit later on in because I did try to do some um, I think I addressed a black nationalist at one point and I called him an SJW although that is not what he was come to find out he was he was a black nationalist Um, but yeah so ever since that I decided to steer clear I decided to avoid it at all costs Um, I just think that it's a toxic subject a lot of the time I think there are people out there on YouTube talking about it and, you know, it'll balance itself out. Me, I'm just going to stay neutral. So anyway, um, when I started this discord, I was faced with these issues. I have to decide how open I want this discord to be versus how cleaned up and safe I want it to be, right? Um, it's it's a lot more of a, a difficult balance to strike than one would think. It's not as easy as just, well, anything goes, whatever you want to happen. Because your Discord will actually legitimately be shut down, especially when it gets to the size that mine is at. It's at 5,000 members, or almost 5,000. I think I'm like 50 people away from from hitting 5,000 members, right? Um, Discord is watching me. In fact, I've sent them my server to be reviewed for partnership, so I know for a fact that they're watching me. So I can't have community guidelines being broken on this Discord. I can't have it. Even if I'm the most anti-SJW free speech advocate on the planet, does not matter. I can't have them violating this stuff or my server will be shut down, right? This community is here to help people out of cults. That's its purpose. So I had to decide, I had to figure out where the line was, where that line is between free speech and and um, and not getting shut down, really. That's what it boils down to. Because as far as I'm concerned, if if somebody says something you don't like, you can block them or leave the server, one or the other. It's up to you. 
But my pri- my primary goal is to ensure that this place is not um, destructive to people or their you know their emotional states because people coming here are probably going to be emotionally vulnerable in many ways. They're mostly probably coming out of cults, and I want to make sure it doesn't get shut down. So those are my those are my main goals. <clears throat> Well, eventually, um, so I've been, I guess this server's been called Communist Russia a lot because people seem to feel like it's not as open as it should be. Um, And then on the other side, I've had people complaining that I'm not doing enough to get rid of trolls. So, uh, you know, somebody's always going to be complaining about something. I realized that early on. Someone is going to be complaining about something that I do, and so I need to do what I think is right, not what other people are complaining about. That is that is my main goal, really, is to do is to make my ideal um, make the the ideal balance between free speech and um, and and safe space. Strike that balance myself. And not listen to all of the BS coming from each side, from each camp. And honestly, that is a lot harder than you guys think it is to do. I'm basically shooting for... If if I'm getting screamed at by both sides, then I am exactly where I want to be. If I'm getting screamed at by SJWs because it's too open, I'm right where I want to be. If I'm getting screamed at by, you know, free speech police that, that I should be opening it up more, that that's where I want to be. Um, it's just really hard to find the balance. So, somebody's going to hate you for, for something that you do. Somebody is going to hate you, especially when I'm dealing with 70,000 people listening to what I'm saying. There is somebody out there that's going to hate me for something that I'm doing. I just expect them to play fair and not dox me for it or contact my family members. I expect them to to not do that. That's pretty fucked up as far as I'm concerned. You're a complete sack of shit if you do that. So anyway, yeah, so I was talking to uh, somebody, I think Yuri... I was just saying I can't even attempt to pronounce the name. It's... Wait, it's... I don't even know. Just say Josh. Okay, it's Josh. Josh. Uh, they were telling me that, um, you know, the, the Jehovah's Witnesses were ordered to pay uh, $35 million to an abuse survivor by a jury. So I figured I'd just take a, a minute to look it up uh, just to see what it had to say here. So this article is from NBCNews.com. Not super reliable, but whatever. The Jehovah's Witnesses must pay $35 million to a woman who says the church's national organization ordered Montana clergy members not to report her sexual abuse as a child at the hands of a congregation member. A jury ruled in a verdict. So this is a completed um, verdict, I guess. They, they've already won the $35 million. So I'm actually pretty happy to hear that. And this is the reason why Jehovah's Witnesses are hemorrhaging money right now. It's for for this type of thing right here. Because, you know, however many years ago, they actually suppressed somebody who was being 
uh, abused. They told them to keep their mouths shut. They told their parents to keep their mouths shut. Said, keep it internal. We don't want the secular government involved. This is church business, basically. And as a result of that, they're paying out the nose for it. So. So it says, I'm trying to find my place here. Okay. A judge must review the penalty and the Jehovah's Witnesses National Organization, Watchtower Bible and Tract Society of New York, plans to appeal. Of course they do. They appeal everything. Still, understandably so. I mean, who wouldn't appeal? Everybody wants to appeal. You have to appeal until it's denied. Still, the 21-year-old woman's attorneys said Wednesday's verdict sends a message to the church to report child abuse to outside authorities. Yeah, I agree. It does send them that message. And it's a message that I think that they're starting to kind of receive at this point a little bit. But they did actually delete an elder um, from their ranks in Ireland not too long ago, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I'll have to look that article up and talk about it next time, but... It says, hopefully that message is loud enough that this will cause the organization to change its priorities in a way that they will begin prioritizing the safety of children so that other children aren't abused in the future, said attorney Neil Smith Thursday. Yeah, I agree. The Office of Public Information at the World Headquarters of Jehovah's Witnesses responded to the verdict with an unsigned statement. Jehovah's Witnesses abhor child abuse and strive to protect children from such acts. Watchtower is pursuing appellate review, it said. Yeah, they like to claim that. They like to say, we always have children in mind. We always look out for children. And you know what? To some extent, that's true. They, they, they don't endorse child abuse. They don't believe that people should be abusing children. I mean, sexually abusing children. They don't feel that that's right, and they have put out videos about um, about appealing, or I'm sorry, they have put out videos about sexual abuse, and they've tried to explain to children, what do you do if this stranger comes up and says blah, blah, blah? You say, no, get away from me, you know, that whole bit. <clears throat> and that's good uh, that they're releasing those videos, but... They're, the real issue, the core problem here, is the fact that they are not, uh, that they're actually telling people or discouraging elders from contacting secular authorities. That's the problem. Because they believe that the secular government is blasphemous just by existing. I put out a video not too long ago on the book of Revelation and the great beast and, and all that other good stuff. And in that article, I was reading an article from Jehovah's Witnesses website. In the article, it was it's they said that just by existing, the secular government is blasphemous because they're taking the place of God. That's God's rightful place as the head of, of the government. So it's pretty messed up. Uh, let's see what else this says. Uh, just trying to find my place. The Montana case is one of dozens that have been filed nationwide over the past decade, alleging Jehovah's Witnesses mismanaged or covered up the sexual abuse of children. The case that prompted Wednesday's ruling involved two women, now 32 and 21, who allege a family member sexually abused them and a third family member in Thompson Falls in the 90s and 2000s. The women say that... 
The women say they reported the abuse to church elders who handled the matter internally after consulting with the national organization. The elders expelled the abuser from the congregation in 2004, then reinstated him the next year, the lawsuit states, and the abuse of the girl who's now 21 continued. See, they feel like they deal with it. I mean, this is their ideal situation, is handling it internally, kicking the person out of the church, so now he can't hurt anybody anymore, but he's always welcome back. That is a problem. So I'm glad that this is getting coverage. That makes me happy. Um... I'm really disappointed to hear that this has been a problem in the first place, but the fact that this is on this is on NBC News is a you know it's a step in the right direction. So that's good to hear. By the way, um, Crate, do you have any questions for me? Okay. Uh, no, it's been primarily bird memes. <laughs> okay, yeah, I've noticed uh, that. I'm no bird expert, but the one on the right is the female. Yeah, it's funny. But uh, but there is uh one more announcement that you need to make what's that uh about the podcast list oh yes i'm sorry guys uh i need to just let you guys know so about the podcast list um so if you want to be on the podcast i'm going to say this for people who are on the youtube live stream and are not on the discord <clears throat> if you want to be on the podcast you have to join the discord because that's where i do it from is from the discord um, and once you get to the discord, there's a welcome channel there. I think it should just drop you right in the welcome channel at the very bottom. You'll see two links. One link will be, um, a link to the website to sign up for the podcast. And the second link will be the list to see where you are, um, uh, you know, to find out like how long of a wait or whatever it's going to be for you. So here's the thing. <clears throat> we have a ton of dead entries at this point, like a lot, 30, 40, maybe 50, even, I don't know a lot. Um, it's, it's people that left the server like months ago and, um, they're just, they're never going to show up. And also I changed the, uh, the format for submitting your name to the list so if you guys can uh, resubmit your names, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, we're going to purge the list. It's just a complete mess at this point. The first people, the first 20 people don't show up because they left the server forever ago. You know, it's, it's a big mess. So I'm sorry I have to do this to you guys. But if you guys can just resubmit your names, I would really appreciate that. And we'll try to you know, do our best to keep it in order and, and not have to do that again. But anyway, so yeah, uh, no questions then. Well, yeah, I actually, I've got a couple now. Okay. Um, can we hear a joke? Sure. Uh, I don't know any though. So are you going to tell me a joke? Really? I'm pretty sure it was a question for you, not me. Um, I don't know any jokes. Um, no, I got nothing. I'm sorry. Oh, Nyla Tax says she has a bird joke. She's in the Discord, and she's about to tell me a bird joke. Let's hear the bird joke, uh, Nyla Tack. She's typing. In the meantime, your yeah. other question. Um, knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> she's typing. Owls. Owls who? 
do 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 do. I can't. I can't wait. That's right. Owls who? Zing. There you go. Yeah. There's a joke. There's a bird joke for you. Okay. You're welcome for that. <laughs> <laughs> the other question: Can we? Uh, can we have a face cam video soon? A face cam video. Um, sometime soon. See, here's the thing. Um, about that. I went full-time with YouTube recently, as I'm sure you guys know. <clears throat> and ever since I went full-time with YouTube, I have not gotten a haircut. I have not been to the mall to get a haircut. Because why would I? I mean, I don't need to go to work anymore. I mean, I don't... Well, I still have to work. I just don't have to go into an office anymore and, and, and talk to people, you know? So, yeah, my hair is... Um, gonna need cut before i get on a you know on a like on a face cam but yeah eventually your i'll do hair that looks fine. your hair no looks it looks fine. like garbage you cannot convince me otherwise i need a okay. haircut and actually i'm going to fyi i'm going to um the ffrf con uh convention from november 2nd to november 4th in san francisco so this is september 30th and I figure I'm going to need a haircut probably a week before I go, right? So why would I get a haircut a week before I go and now? just seems like a waste of money. I'll just uh, stick it out till the bitter end. So, Oh, Glenn has a good uh, question. Uh, what yeah. will you and, and Alpha Force Zero be for Halloween is his question. And here's the answer. Um, I am going as a YouTuber. Last year, I went as a guy in a leather jacket. Uh, <laughs> I just go as myself every year. I don't really do anything special. And yeah, he pretends that it's a costume every yeah, single year. I just wear my normal outfit, just whatever I would wear normally, and then I claim that I'm a YouTuber or something, you know. Um, anyway, <laughs> and then Alpha Force Zero is going as an angel, and let me tell you why. I'm not happy with the angel costume she's not happy with the angel costume but it, it's the best excuse in the world though no I, bear I with me could not stop laughing her grandma told uh oh, so her grandma goes to church right she goes to this church and alpha force zero goes to church with her grandma and they're having like a some kind of a i don't know like a a, a little halloween party on halloween night or the night before or something like that and the costume can't be something evil. It has to be something good. That's the rule. You have to show up in a costume that's something good. No demons, no ghosts, no murderers or clowns or any of that other junk. So that means that I had to find a totally kosher costume for her. And I was a little miffed over that. And she was miffed too. But whatever. The angel costume fits pretty well. So I want to I wanna say exactly how she described her costume to me. She said to me, I'm going to be an angel. I wanted to be a devil, but I have to go to church. Yeah, she's funny. Okay. Um, all right, so I'll tell you what. I, I would like to read just a little bit of this book. I kind of got sidetracked by talking about the, um, the, uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses abuse survivor payout. But I would like to read just like a little bit of this book. So I'm going to just take a couple of minutes and read just like one chapter or something. And then we'll, we'll, we'll go to guests. So Reaper is my first guy. 
when uh, when the time comes. So this chapter of the book is called The Great Flood. Outside the ark, the people went about their life the same as before. They still did not believe that the flood would come. They must have laughed more than ever, but they soon stopped laughing. Jesus, that's kind of dark. All of a sudden, water began to fall. It poured down from the sky as when you pour water from a bucket. Noah had been right, but it was too late now for anybody else to get into the ark. The door had been closed tight by Jehovah. Soon all the low ground was covered. The water became like big rivers. This is like really drawing a vivid picture here. Like this isn't even playing around. It pushed over trees and rolled around big stones and made a lot of noise. How do they know anything about this? They're just trying to draw like a really vivid picture here. That's crazy. The people were afraid. They climbed up to higher ground. Oh, how they wished they'd listened to Noah and gotten into the ark when the door was still open for them. But now it was too late. And of course, look, here are pictures of friggin' people drowning. God, this book is intended for like four or five-year-old kids, man. The water kept getting higher and higher. For 40 days and 40 nights, the water poured out of the sky. It rose up the sides of the mountains, and soon even the tallest mountains were covered. So just as God had said, all the people and animals outside the ark died, but everyone inside was safe. Noah and his sons had done a good job building the ark. Okay, they, no, that's, that's pretty interesting to me because, of course, we all know that Noah didn't have nails or screws. This wasn't even the Bronze Age. I mean, they didn't even have uh, metalworking at this point, supposedly. Like, they couldn't... Uh, they were using wooden pegs. And what were they even using to cut the wood? They didn't have saws. How were they cutting wood? Seriously, it's insane to think that this happened. Uh, let's see. Then one day, after the rain stopped falling, the sun began to shine. Now, according to people who study this stuff, it was about a year from the moment the door closed on the ark to the moment the door opened. <clears throat> That's what I've heard. So it says, Then one day, after the rain stopped falling, the sun began to shine. What a sight it was. Okay, so this is just where the rain stopped falling. I think that was 40 days and 40 nights. Um, I could be wrong. There was just one big ocean everywhere, and the only thing that could be seen was the ark floating on top. The giants were gone now. No more would they be around to hurt people. All of them had died, along with their mothers and the rest of the bad people. But what happened to their fathers? The fathers of the giants were not really human people like us. They were angels that had come down to live as men on earth. So when the flood came, they did not die with the rest of the people. They stopped using the human bodies they'd made and went back to heaven as angels. Now, I, I just want to make note here. I don't remember the Bible saying that anywhere. But I don't remember any mention of demons coming to earth. I mean, it's possible that it mentions that. But I don't remember that at all. Um, it's kind of strange. But they were no longer allowed to be part of the family of God's angels. So they became the angels of Satan. In the Bible, they're called demons. So they're saying demons came to earth and, uh, and slept with humans and made hybrids called Nephilim. That's, that's the claim of Jehovah's Witnesses. <coughs> of course, that's complete BS, period. I don't believe that for a second. But is it the claim of the Bible, too? I don't know. I don't know if the Bible and Jehovah's Witnesses kind of um, 
like diverge on this point. Uh, it's pretty confusing stuff, but just one second here. Okay, so the next part says, God now made a wind blow, and the waters of the flood began to go down. Five months later, the ark came to rest on the top of a mountain. Many more days passed, and those inside the ark could look out and see the tops of the mountains. The waters kept on going down and down. Then Noah let a black bird called a raven out of the ark. It would fly away for a while, and then it would come back because it could not find a good place to land. Yeah, I think this part's in the Bible. It kept doing this, and then each time it returned, it would rest on the ark. Noah wanted to see if the waters had run off the earth, so next he sent a dove out of the ark. Okay, so here's another question. Where did the water go? How did... Um, but how did the water run off of the earth? Is that what it said? It said, um, because it could not find a good place to land, it kept doing this, and each time it returned, it would rest on the ark. Um, wanted to see if the waters had run off of the earth. That does not make any sense. That's the, the one of the most confusing things I've read in this book. So next he sent a dove out to the ark, but the dove came back too, because it did not find a place to stay. Noah sent it out a second time, and it brought back an olive leaf in its beak. So Noah knew that the waters had gone down. Noah sent out the dove a third time, and finally it found a dry place to live. God now spoke to Noah. He said, go out of the ark. Take your whole family and the animals with you. <clears throat> They'd been inside the ark for more than a whole year. Yeah, so there it is. It had been over a year. So we can just imagine how happy all uh, they all were to be outside again and to be alive. Okay. What's this? Genesis 7, 10 through 24, and then 8, 1 through 17. Now, I can understand them quoting the Genesis verse. What's this First Peter 3, 19 and 20 verse? Why are they quoting that, I wonder? Let's see. Um, oh, you know what? This is the bit that they were talking about... Um, like the angels coming to earth. After being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. Huh, that's interesting. So it, it, just at face value, it kind of does seem like they're saying that like angels came to earth when Noah was building the ark. I don't know, I'll have to research that a little bit more, but anyways, then, so this is one of my big qualms with the Bible. Now, I haven't read it in a while, but this is a pretty big logical leap here. So Noah and his family build the ark. They get all of the animals on the ark, uh, just disregarding the ridiculous lack of logic involved in this whole story. They close the ark. They stay in it for a year. And this is just getting more insane by the second. But then they get out of the ark after things have dried out, dried off a little bit. And then they go to Egypt to talk to the Egyptians. Now, did everything die or not? Are there Egyptians or not? If everything died, if they were the last people on earth, what were they doing in Egypt? Seriously. It doesn't make any sense. 
Only eight people survived the flood, but in time they increased to number many thousands. Then, 352 years after the flood, Abraham was born. We learn how God kept his promise by giving Abraham a son named Isaac. Then, of Isaac's two sons, Jacob was chosen by God. And so now they're talking about all of that other junk. I don't know. It's just it's just bizarre. Okay, so uh, I guess we can move on to guests now. The first guest, I believe, was Reaper. Are you there, Reaper? Can you hear me? Testing? One, two, three. Wait, did I unmute you? I think I unmuted. Yeah, you're unmuted. Are you there? No? Okay. I'll come back to it. Uh, don't worry too much about it. Um, The next person I think I was going to try was... Mm, I don't see them in the list. Okay. Uh, Next person was Stop Being an Ashleen, I believe. Let's see. Hey, are you there? Testing? Stop being an Ashley. Yes. Hey! Yes, I am here. Yes! <laughs> How's it going? Good, 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 good. That's good. I've actually had you on here before, haven't I? Yes. I remember. How's it been going? Pretty well? Yeah, pretty good. Last time I was here, I had to go because my dad wanted me to do laundry. Aw, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah. So remind me then, what religion were you originally? Uh, just try to catch up again so the audience can... Well, like, Christian, but not really Christian. We didn't do anything like my mom's, um, what's it called, agnostic. Okay, and right. kind of went on to that. Right, okay. So you, you said your mom is agnostic? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So where do you fall in it now? Are you atheist or are you agnostic or? I don't really know. Like, I'm going to church right now. So, like, on Wednesdays I go because I go with my friend. Not on Sundays. I go to Bible study. But, like, that's right. it. Like, remember when I told you about the VeggieTales rap? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, that's where I heard it. Right. Uh, yeah, I still go there, but I haven't been able to go for like the past week because I've been sick. Mm, Sad me. Okay. So do you like going to church or do you not mind it or would you prefer not to go? I mean, like I don't mind to going it. I like I kind of like going there because we play games and stuff and right. fun. I talk to my friends. But like it's 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 there. I choose to go to it. I don't have to go to it. I just choose to go. Okay, that's not so bad then. So your parents aren't really like pushing it on you or whatever. Nah. Okay, They're that's not so like, bad. Yeah. But yeah, I um, I don't remember if we talked about this last time, but Veggie Tales. I never did get to really watch Veggie Tales, um, but. I've seen a couple of episodes now that I'm, like, a little bit older, and it is kind of an odd show, you know? Is it just me? Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like, I remember when I went to my super religious mom's friend. Mm. Like, super religious. I went to her house, like, when I was little, and she had VHS tapes, even though nobody used VHS tapes anymore. Right. And she used them. And she had, like, shelves full of them. 
and she took one of these out and she says, look, it's VeggieTales. Do you want to watch it? I'm like, sure. So we watched VeggieTales and I thought it was weird, but like, I liked it. That's old school. Yeah. VeggieTales, man. Yeah. And speaking of VHS, I actually, um, VHS is almost like a collector's item at this point. It's like, I don't know. I I have a uh, VHS tape of like the Star Wars special edition from like 1990 something 97 or 8 or whatever it was but i don't know some people really like vhs you know i mean like i remember i used to have this old princess tv because that's the only tv i got in my room it was like this old tv and it had like princess stuff all over it because it was a hand-me-down right and (laughs) it had vhs and like i had some vhs tapes so I used that, but I didn't have actual, like, cable hooked up to it. Right. Which is, like, what's the point of having a TV in there? Yeah, I know. Um, I remember my daughter, Kylie, she had a, um, I feel like she had, like, a SpongeBob TV for a while. Like, you know, one of those smaller ones with a VHS player in it. It's probably just like your princess one. But, yeah, yeah it's so funny just looking at that old stuff. Then later on, she had a um, like a bigger TV with a DVD player in it, and she watched a lot of Yo Gabba Gabba. You remember? Did Did you ever watch that show? Oh yes, I watched that show. Oh, did man. you know that MCR was on it once? Who was? MCR. No, I did not. It was on it once. That is every crazy. every snowflake is special, just like you. That's crazy, man! Oh my god. Oh, man, I've got to go back and watch that stuff. But I used to, like, remember hearing some of those episodes and those songs. I think it'd probably just throw me right back in those situations back when she was watching that stuff, you know, hearing it in the other rooms. So crazy. Yeah, Uh, I just, like, watched it when I was little because I had nothing else to do. Yeah, I have the, like... Every now and then, that song... I don't know if you know the toothbrush episode. Do you remember the brushing one? Not really. I remember there's a party in my tummy. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I remember that song. Ugh. God. (laughs) Oh, that's so crazy. You know what the wiggles are? Yeah, I do. I... Like, my sister and I loved the wiggles. Right. Like, we would watch it over and over again. Like, we had a a DVD of, like, the oldest Wiggles ever. Right. (laughs) It, like, was so old. And I watched that like it was crazy. I remember first day of preschool, I woke up early just to watch that. That is so ridiculous, man. Uh, Old old times, right? I remember when I was, um, I think I was in... But probably sixth, fifth, sixth grade or something like that. I remember getting up in the morning and looking out to see if it had snowed. And if it had snowed, then I'd get to watch TV, you know, instead of going to school and stuff. It was pretty good times back oh, then. Man. That was fun. It never snows here. Like last year, it snowed. Really? That's all. I, like first time I've ever seen snow was like last year. Well, which state do you live in? You don't have to say if you don't want. Or which region do you live in, at least? Do you live in, like, I live the... In, I live in the South. Where is like, it? Wait. I live in I live in the South. Oh, in the South. Okay, in gotcha. The, in, 
I specifically Mississippi. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I bet you don't get much snow. I live in West Virginia, and we get we usually get at least one good snow a year, but not, you know, not that much. I mean, it's okay. Probably four or five inches once a year. Do you ever see that kind of snow there? Like, like we have like like two inches of snow, and that's the most mm. snow we've ever gotten. That's too bad. I freaking love snow. It's like the best thing ever. Like, it sleeted once. Like, it sleeted, and mm. we got school off. Right. That's We don't cool. get snow. If there's, like, a, if it's, like, at least sleet or something, we don't go because we don't get enough. We don't get. It's, like, too cold to go outside because nobody's used to that type of cold. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I actually have a friend... Uh, 29 is her name on the Discord. She lives in Alaska. And I would freaking love to live in Alaska. Like, all the snow. It's just so much snow all the time. But I do wonder. Like, I've never even asked her this, I don't think. But I I wonder if she lives in one of the parts where the sun is out for, like, longer than a day uh, at different parts of the year, you know? Yeah, I've seen... I've I've heard... I saw that in class, and it was pretty cool because yeah. it would slope down, and then it would just go back up. Yeah, yeah. and it's like I heard about some areas where they have to have like sun lamps in the schools so that the kids have to stand under these sun lamps for a certain amount of time every day to get vitamin D and and all that other stuff. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Imagine like not going to school or being an older person living there and not being anywhere near a sun lamp or anything. I don't know. It'd just be crazy, man. Just different needs in that, that area of the world, you know? That's pretty, like, that's pretty interesting. I need to do research on that. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty interesting. But anyway, all right, I got to get going. I appreciate you coming on and talking to me. It's been pretty interesting, but we'll talk again later on. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, that was a nice talk. I remember something else that I do when it would snow when I was little. Is um, so my sister gave me this Super Nintendo. Um, I was I think eight years old, <clears throat> and so I was born in 1989. She got married when I was I th- actually I think seven, uh, or pushing eight. Um, so that was, what, 1996, 1997, somewhere in there. Super Nintendo came out, I think, in, what, 1991 or, or something. PlayStation came out in t- 1995. So this is 97. PlayStation had already been out for a couple of years. Super Nintendo is pretty old at this point. But when she moved, she gave me her Super Nintendo. And I still have that thing. I love that Super Nintendo. Um, it's sitting on a shelf now. It's kind of been my inspiration for um, for collecting retro games. Now I collect retro games. I have like two gaming shelves that are really big and, and have a whole bunch of really nice stuff and, and old games like Zelda games and Mario games and all that other good stuff, but... Anyways, when it would snow in the morning, I would actually, like, when I missed school, I'd just sit down and play 
Super Mario World or Super Mario Land 3 or something like that. It's just really good memories. So anyway, yeah, there's another person on here. Um, next person I wanted Reaper. to... Reaper. Rye was Reaper. Yeah, I was going to try him next. Uh, are you there, Reaper? Can you hear me? Testing? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. How's it going, man? Sorry, I was locally muted without knowing... Oh, no, it's no problem. Uh, we got it worked out, so... Anyway, so what religion were you originally? Are you still religious, or...? Um, it ended about, like, early August. Oh, really? So you kind of left religion in early August. That's recent. That's only, like, two months ago, huh? Yeah. So what religion were you? It was uh, Lutheran. Lutheran, okay. Yeah, I've heard that Lutheran is pretty moderate is that accurate or did you have a bad experience with them or it was really never that much to begin with i mean mm. we stopped going to church like probably close to a decade ago oh really okay so you, like, you haven't really been involved heavily in it for a long time you're just kind of coming out and realizing that you don't really believe in god at all is that it or I mean, I knew the book was complete trash for a while, but it just never even came in my head like to even think about caring. Right, right. So now you're you kind of care about it. Yeah. What was it that kind of pushed you over the edge? Like, what is it that got you to start looking into it and caring about it? You think? Um, it was. Probably some of the YouTubers. Really? Interesting. Yeah, I feel like um, when I was kind of, I don't know, exiting religion, I guess you could say, um, I was 18 and then 19 and 20, and then even 21 and 22. I didn't really care that much. You know, I just kind of didn't believe for a good bit of that. And for some of that, I did believe. And eventually, as time passed, I started kind of watching some of the YouTubers and stuff, you know, like Armored Skeptic and Logic and The Amazing Atheist and all those guys. And I started to realize, like, just how harmful it was, you know. Is that kind of the same experience you had with it? Um, not really. Like, for a while, I didn't believe really anything in the entire book, really. Right. It was more like at like some point last year, like I don't believe in any of this. Then why do I believe in the big Kahuna? Right. I see what you're saying. So it was just kind of dropping one thing after another. Is that is that fair to say? Um. Pretty much. Dropping like one belief after another. So your parents didn't really shove it down your throat then? They didn't really, like, take it too far or anything like that? Is that pretty accurate? Or? No. No, they, like, it means, like, I guess you could say a good amount to my mom, but it's really, like, the reason we stopped going to church is, like, my brothers just didn't want to anymore, and that sure. was really all that had to be said, really. Sure. They didn't throw a fit about it or anything, huh? My parents? Yeah, yeah. Like when your brothers didn't really want to go anymore, your parents weren't like, oh, you, you have to go or any of that other stuff? Uh, they kind of... 
give him some trouble? Like, when you're a lot younger, it's like, you're going to go anyway, but... Sure, yeah. That was pretty at interesting. One point they're just, at one point, they're just like, whatever. Right. So how old are you now? You don't have to say if you don't want, but uh, do you... Actually, what is it? I'm a sophomore in college. Oh, okay. That's cool. How is it? I mean, is this, like... I get. Did you end up going back to college? Is this your second go around, or is this your first go around? You liking it so far? Nope. Straight from high school to college. Very nice. I actually skipped um, some years, so I I exited high school. I actually dropped out of high school myself, and then got my GED, and then I didn't go to college until I was probably twenty four, twenty five or somewhere in there. Maybe even 23. I don't remember. But yeah, I didn't go to college for like a really long time. Um, so how do you like it? Is it pretty good? Yeah, I mean, I'm college athlete. I'm a co-founder of a club mm. and I'm doing a major that I like. Right. What is your major? I guess the best way to say it is more, it's like a blanket major, but it has, but I'm doing three concentrations, which okay. is cybersecurity, um, networking and web design. Very nice. Really? Okay. So I, I don't know if you knew this, but I, I've been like a, a software engineer for like the past six or seven years or something like that. Did you happen across that information at any point? Like, about how I got the major? Uh, Well, I I didn't actually go to college for it. Um, I ended up going to college for psychology, but I I started working for a company in Florida back in 20... in early 2013, like January 2013. And then I, I worked there until 2015... Then I started working for my own company, 2015 to 2016. And then 2016, I started working for a new company doing um, C-sharp APIs and web applications with like JavaScript frameworks like Angular and Redux and React and stuff like that. React is actually a library, not a framework. But anyway, yeah, I've been doing a lot of that stuff. And that's what I was doing all the way up until probably two months ago when I ended up going full-time with YouTube, so. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. I love talking about that stuff. Actually, my next science video coming out, I think, on Tuesday, I've been thinking about talking about how I, you know, got a job in the field and, and how that all went. I don't know. Somebody asked me to do that recently. But it's pretty interesting. I didn't realize that you were into that whole thing. Uh, how did you get interested in like cybersecurity and computers and stuff? Um, I've kind of had like a fascination with them for a while. Right. And also my grandfather on my mom's side, he actually worked with some of the very first computers back when they took up like whole rooms. Right. Like back in the seventies and stuff, or the, or maybe even the fifties, right? I don't even remember when those were around. But 
Yeah, that's crazy, man. So there's been kind of this running thing in your family then uh, to get involved in computers. Um, not really. The closest thing in my parents really is my dad, who originally went to Lehigh for engineering. Okay. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I actually, um, like when I was little, before my sister got married, uh, when I was between the ages of zero and seven or something like that, my dad ran a computer company, and so we always had like these spare parts lying around, just you know, motherboards and power supplies and hard drives and whatever else, just pieces of junk that needed to be fixed or whatever. And, um, and so I, I pretty much always had a computer, even if it was a complete piece of garbage, I always had one that I could just log in, even if it was just on DOS or something. And, uh, so anyway, kind of nostalgic for me too, but that's how I ended up getting into computers myself was, because I've you know I've been programming since I was a little kid really so anyway but yeah that that's pretty cool I appreciate you coming on and talking to me it's been really interesting and uh, and yeah so maybe I'll talk to you uh, later on on the server okay sure no problem all right later yeah that's that's pretty cool it's um <clears throat> it's really hard for people to break into the fields sometimes of software engineering, especially if they don't have a formal background in it. Um, so I'm going to do some talking about that in, um, I'm going to be doing some talking about that in one of my science videos soon, because I feel like a lot of people don't just do it. Like sometimes you just have to just do it, you know? I mean, it, it's like a meme at this point, but Shia LaBeouf was correct. Just do it. You are, I think Shia LaBeouf even said this, you, the, the only difference between you and somebody who succeeds at something is the fact that the person who succeeds keeps going past the point where anybody else would quit and they go back, they go past that. That is why they succeed because they don't stop no matter what. And that's pretty much what I determined when I started YouTube. And I talked to Professor Stick about this when we were both a lot smaller. Um, you need to never stop, no matter what. Do not give up, ever. Just drive it into the ground until you get what you need or until you accomplish your goal. And you'll get a lot further in life, in my opinion. So that's why I have a YouTube channel and that's why I I am where I am in my life because I don't give up no matter what no matter what it takes so anyway that's the best sound advice I can give I think I'm gonna end it on that note did we have any questions that that are pressing crate that we can't get to next week nope okay cool well I appreciate you guys coming and I will talk to you next week <laughs>